Hey, love is gonna rain on me, love is gonna rain on you, on rain on who? I cannot stop in the booth, it's you been speaking the truth, I just love a fair ooh. Love is gonna rain on me, love is gonna rain on you, on rain on who? I cannot stop in the booth, it's you been speaking the truth, I just love a fair ooh. Love is gonna rain on me, love is gonna rain on you, on rain on who? I cannot stop in the booth, it's you been speaking the truth, I just love a fair ooh. Love is gonna rain on me, love is gonna rain on you, on rain on who? I cannot stop in the booth, it's you been speaking the truth, I just love a fair ooh. I'm out with the guys that we probably. I'm switching religions like wickedness. Thank God I'm indecisive. I never had to fucking see a dish. But the people all around me switch up like the weather. I gotta get my shit together. Keep mixing business with the pleasure. On the island making classics. Dropping shorties like a bad habit. Females really cutthroat. Chase a bag, never chase a fuck. I tried to have love for the women. They hate when they see niggas winning. I'm writing the verse. They say I'm the worst. I still keep cooking in the kitchen. The more stories sound like fiction. Pool of ass and now I know you tripping. Trippin'. Was humble time to make a killing. Killin'. I'm tired of feeling like a villain. A villain. Cause love is gonna rain on me. Your love is gonna rain on you. On rain on who? I cannot stop in the pool. If you been speaking the truth, I just love a fair. If love is gonna rain on me, on me, then I'ma let it rain on you. On you. This love affair crazy. Having my babies, giving us something to do. do. You the woman I wanna pursue. pursue. All the shit that I gotta undo. undo. Cause they hate the issue. They never love me. That's why I fuck with a few. Hey. Love is gonna rain on me. Love is gonna rain on you. On rain you. on who? I cannot stop in the booth. If you been speaking the truth, I just love a fair ooh. Love is gonna rain on me. Love is gonna rain on you. On rain you. on who? I cannot stop in the booth. If you been speaking the truth, I just love a fair ooh. Love is gonna rain on me. Love is gonna rain on you. On rain on who? I cannot stop in the booth. If you been speaking the truth, I just love a fair ooh. Love is gonna rain on me. Love is gonna rain on you. On rain on who? I cannot stop in the booth. If you been speaking the truth, I just love a fair ooh. Love's gonna rain on you. Sick with a gun, watching aim at you. Niggas know I'm the one, so how I'm gonna lose? Rapping that so beat till my heart turn blue. Let it all rain down when my rats go up Ever love someone but they didn't show up Ever love someone but they didn't show up So I showed out Had to go my own route Break up to make up that's played out Mess with my love you get sprayed out Paid out, fade out Had love for you girl and it was first sight So glad that my ex is out of my life I lost myself and I had to get right Love feels so good but that shit can't bite My girl is a dime that's the reason I chose her We talked for a week now she wanna come over Gave all of my papers so named in my folder My love is like luck not talking my clothes Can't buy you new shoes bitch you not Cinderella Love you just for her cause her love is way better Love getting real cold so bring all your sweaters Your love's gonna rain so bring your umbrellas nigga Love is gonna rain on me, love is gonna rain on you, rain on who? Why can't I stop in the booth? Fish you been speaking the truth, I just love a fair ooh. Love is gonna rain on me, get love is gonna rain on you, rain on who? Cause I cannot stop in the booth if the issue been speaking the truth, I just love Hey, love is gonna rain on me, love is gonna rain on you, rain on who? I cannot stop in the booth. If you been speaking the truth, I just love a fair ooh. Love is gonna rain on me, love is gonna rain on you, on rain on who? I cannot stop in the booth. If you been speaking the truth, I just love a fair ooh. Love is gonna rain on me, love is gonna rain on you, on rain you, on who? I cannot stop in the booth. If you been speaking the truth, I just love a fair ooh. Love is gonna rain on me. Love is gonna rain on you, on you, rain on, on who? I cannot stop in the booth. If you been speaking the truth, I just love a fair ooh. All right, welcome to episode 30 of the Savant Podcast, and we've made it to 30 episodes. 
before we get into what we're going to be talking about this episode issue, we're at 30 episodes. Uh, obviously, you know, we're at plenty more episodes, hundreds, I would probably say. But uh, yeah, what does this mean to you for us to get to 30 episodes? Uh, for us to get to 30 episodes, it shows like the hard work and dedication that we both put into this podcast. Like we started this, like we're going on about two years now. And like for us to be at 30 episodes shows a lot of growth. And like we got like so much more work to do, so many episodes and topics to cover and music, sports, etc. So like there's so much content that we got planned coming. And it's only a matter of time, but for us to get to 30 episodes just shows our hard work, and it's a, it's a big milestone, because uh, this is our only episode 30, and, like, we'll eventually get to episode 50 and 100, but, like, 30, like, it's a good number, and uh, so far it shows that we, we put a lot of work into this, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, I'm super excited as well, and, yeah, we haven't even got to, you know, video yet. Super excited for that. You know, I know I've teased that so many times, but... We are working on that, and for sure for the new year, we'll have clips, we'll have a YouTube channel, etc. cetera, uh, but stay tuned for that. But So we're going to talk about something different today that we haven't really talked about. We've teased it in the past. So this is going to be our Disney Plus episode. So we're going to talk about just all the various shows that have been on Disney Plus since uh, it was essentially created back in 2019. For those who don't know, it's Disney's streaming service, kind of in a competitor to Netflix, uh, Crave, Amazon Prime, uh, or Amazon Prime Video, I should say. But uh, yeah, we're not going to get into spoilers for the shows. We're just going to kind of go into our general thoughts. We're kind of break down the shows when they came out, uh, and then upcoming shows that are coming out for Disney Plus. As we wanted to do that, as it's you know the first time we're talking about Disney Plus, we don't want to spoil any of these shows that some of you guys may not have watched. You might be listening to this and never watching any of these shows not into superhero not into you know star wars and stuff as a lot of my friends are not into but if you do decide to you know uh, take a chance with some of these shows as we'll get into all of them have quite high ratings but you know we don't want to spoil it for you we want to kind of just kind of set some expectations for what you guys can you know think about the show and then later down the line we'll do different spoiler episodes and have you know various guests on to talk about those shows uh, but let's get right into it. So Disney Plus was launched uh, November 12th, 2019, uh, United States, Canada, uh, the Netherlands, and then later expanded to Australia, New Zealand, and Puerto Rico a week later. Uh, but Disney Plus includes all the properties from Disney, Pixar, uh, Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic, and uh, including Star uh, in some countries. But yeah, as of July this year, there's about 116 million global subscribers. Um, we'll do an episode. Maybe we'll compare uh, all the different streaming services. Uh, I would love to do that one time and then kind of ex- compare the subscribers. But I assume Netflix is still king. I would think Disney's up there just with all their amazing properties they have. But we're just going to be talking about shows today uh, and the, the new shows that have come out uh, since the release of Disney Plus. You know, we're not going to go into the animated old Disney movies. All those those are amazing and I have some great nostalgia uh for both me and Issue. We won't get into that right now. We're just going to talk, you know, kind of the uh the brand new shows that have come out in the last 2 years. Uh so we're going to start with the first show that came out, uh the original Disney Plus show, so The Mandalorian season 1, 
was released on November 12, 2019. So it's created by John Favreau. If you don't know who John Favreau is, uh, he's kind of Tony Stark's sidekick in all of the Iron Man movies, and then he's also in you know the new Spider Man movies. Yeah, he's been in Infinity War and uh, Endgame as as well as well as other movies, I believe. But yeah, he was also in Rudy, uh, and then he's also directed uh, the live-action Jungle Book, and that's when he pitched this show to the guys at Disney. But essentially, the show is set five years after Return of the Jedi. So if you're not aware with Star Wars you know, lore, Return of the Jedi was the third movie in the original trilogy. Pedro Pascal, he plays the Mandalorian, or Mando. He does have a name in this, but that's kind of a... I wouldn't say it's a spoiler, his real name, but they do reveal that after some time, so I'm not going to say his real name. But yeah, he's been in, you know, Narcos, mainly, you know, Narcos season one and two, and then Narcos uh, season three with the Cali Cartel. Yeah, great, great, amazing actor. Perfect choice, you know, I think. Uh, and then, yeah, all in Game of Thrones, you know, he was the Viper. Uh, yeah, great. One of the probably most gruesome deaths on uh, Game of Thrones. And I mean, I did, I guess, did spoil that. And I said no spoilers, but that that episode's been out for like almost 10 years. So, you know, I had to say that. Uh, also in this show, Carl Weathers. So uh, the actor who played Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies. Uh, he's, you know, on the side of the Mandalorian. I'm not going to get into character names and stuff right now and or their character relationships, I should say. And then Giancarlo Esposito. So the big bad Gus Fring in Breaking Bad. Uh, who plays Moth Gideon. He's kind of the villain in the first two seasons, or one of the villains, because uh, there was various bounty hunters. Uh, but season one was eight episodes, so at 93% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Definitely, you know, a space western, uh, and it was the first live-action TV series in a Star Wars universe. Uh, but yeah, I, re- I really liked season one. You know, after being such a big fan, and I spoke on last episode, on the Halloween episode, or not the last episode, but the Halloween episode, I should say, about how episode one was the first movie I ever saw. So Star Wars has always been, you know, in my life. But, you know, seeing this a show, a great Star Wars show, and they've been hyping this for years, I think like two years. So I was really looking forward to this. And although like, you know, comparing it to, you know, some of the great dramas of the past 10 years, Breaking Bad, 20 years, even, you know, Sopranos, The Wire, Game of Thrones, it's hard to compare it to that because I'm so so used to watching like the upper echelon of television. But for, you know, Star Wars and the Star Wars universe, it had the Star Wars feel. It had that that heart, you know, some Star Wars fans would see like the, that's the force is strong uh, with the Star Wars nerds. But it was really nice to see. Uh, well, I won't get into anything that happened this season, but just like being introduced to that world. Uh, that we're going to become accustomed to in the next few years. I'm not sure how many seasons they will do, but their season three is on the way next year. But yeah, issue. Take me through the first time you watched season one of The Mandalorian, and what were your thoughts being, you know, a Star Wars fan? It was definitely a, a fresh breath of air, and it was something brand new because uh, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I became a big Star Wars fan as of like like about two three years ago, and um, the sequel trilogy wasn't well received by the fans. So when we got this, it kind of it showed us like what we could really see with Star Wars for the future. And it made me optimistic about Star Wars future post the sequel era. And I like how it takes place um, after the original trilogy, but before the sequel. So it's like technically a part of like the pre-sequel era. 
which we could like potentially see with a new trilogy of films. And I think that um, seeing a uh, Star Wars show in live action, it was just like well done. It was so well done. Like the the visuals are amazing. I think they they introduced us to a bunch of iconic characters. Like the actors that they have behind the um, show is amazing as well. Pedro Pascal, he's actually going to be playing um, Joel from. The Last of Us in the live action adaptation. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But he's he's an amazing actor. I think he was the perfect lead role. I'm a big Rocky Creed franchise like fan. I'm a fan of both those franchises. And I think uh the Rocky and Creed franchise, as well as Cobra Kai, like two of the only franchises that that know how to do like sequel franchise. Carl Weathers, amazing. And I just I I really enjoyed season one. I enjoyed season two more, but I think season one really set the tone of what we could see in the future of Star Wars shows. And I think that they're going to build on that anticipation. And I'm very happy about that. Yeah. And then, so season two was released the following year, October 30th, 2020. But in this season, so we had some kind of recurring characters from Star Wars past. So yeah, this might be a spoiler, but they've announced a show about him, Boba Fett. So he does return. So the same, so the actor from essentially the Clone Wars who played Jango Fett, you know, came back and he played this role. But, and for those who don't know, so Jango Fett, Boba Fett is a clone of Jango Fett. So if that's confusing. So that's why it's like fitting that they have the same actor. But yeah, unreal seeing Boba Fett and his ship back in it. It just gave me so much memories to seeing, I can't remember the name of the ship, but back in Clone Wars and that that fight, you know, with Obi-Wan Kenobi in, in space. It just gave me memories back to that. Like the kind of bomb that he kind of drops off is pretty sick. Uh, and then Bo-Katan. So Bo-Katan, the last time we saw her was in the Clone Wars and, you know, in the animated uh, version of her. But, you know, we get the live action version of her. Didn't really age much, but, you know, maybe Mandalorians, you know, maybe we'll learn something about that down the line that they don't really age, you know, that much. Because it was like the Clone Wars to then is like something like 35 years at least. And she didn't really look like she aged, but nonetheless... Still a great character addition. And then Rosario Dawson, so the great actress, played Ahsoka Tano. Uh, so Ahsoka Tano, uh, she was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan in the Clone Wars. And yeah, she's also in Rebels, also a great show, Rebels, you guys should check out, uh, which is on Disney Plus as well. But yeah, Ahsoka Tano was amazing in the episodes that she was in. I'm not going to spoil anything, but... Yeah, so this season, eight episodes again, had 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, so like 1% better. But yeah, this season, and I'm not going to get into uh, the kind of big, you know, ending. But honestly, like, I'll be honest. Yeah, I was emotional uh, for the end of this because like, it was like the greatest thing that I, in my lifetime, that I felt like they've done in the Star Wars universe. You know, the last, I wouldn't say the whole season as a whole, but like the last kind of moment that big moment that happens near the end. And, you know, being that the original trilogy was not made during my lifetime, during my lifetime, I think it was like the best thing that they could do. And it was pretty crazy. But yeah, I would say both season one and two have some great Star Wars moments uh, since the OG trilogy. That's not to diss the prequels. I like the prequels. Yeah, there's, you know, some things we can nitpick here and there. You know, like love is like sand or whatever, but... Uh, but yeah, what was your thoughts on season two? We won't get into spoilers. You know, after seeing season one, and then obviously there was high expectations for season two. What were your thoughts? I think the original trilogy is the most consistent trilogy out of Star Wars, just to start us off. 
yeah, season two, I feel like they really expanded from what they did in season one. And what I enjoyed about it is that we've seen so many characters in live action for the first time. And we got all these animated characters that we've grown attached to over the years as Star Wars in live action form, which is just expanding the Star Wars universe. You know, that last episode, you know, I'm not going to spoil you anything, but that last episode is like, it was amazing. And it was emotional for me because I'm a prequel baby. Um, I was watching more of the prequel movies and Revenge of the Sith is, is actually my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Uh, and uh, right under that is Empire Strikes Back. I feel like what they did with the second season was kind of expand on character development. We got so many iconic characters that we've never seen before in um, our live action and animation. We got uh, amazing returning characters. And that last episode specifically was just amazing. And it showed, and it was very reminiscent of the very opening to Star Wars in general, like just the way it happens. You know, I don't, I, I can't really, you know, I don't really want to say too much, but like I definitely say Star Wars fans who've never seen Mandalorian, I think you definitely need to watch it. But if I, I assume anyone who hasn't watched the Mandalorian, I assume that they're not really big into Star Wars. I think the Mandalorian is just the perfect way to get into it. It just opens up a new book and it's like a, a new, new way Star Wars can be enjoyed by the fans. And I definitely recommend the second season, which is my personal favorite out of that in season one. Yeah, and definitely if you're not a Star Wars fan, yeah, I would agree. It's definitely something you could start with. Similar to the Marvel shows on here, like you don't need to watch all the Marvel movies, you know, to enjoy them. But it does, you know, like me and Ishu both said, we were kind of emotional. And that's because we've grown to love these movies and watch them so many times. And I will agree, Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, I should say, is my favorite uh, Star Wars movie too. But, but also, lastly, the score uh for this uh, mandalorian series was done by lugvid uh Garanson, who he's produced every childish gambino album like every childish gambino album that's come out he's produced he's a genius and it, it kind of takes me back because years ago before i think it was when atlanta season one came out and they were doing like uh, i think the hollywood reporter they would have these sit downs with actors and it was like john favreau and donald glover were like sitting down talking and they were talking about you know, various things. And I believe John Favreau was like, oh, yeah, my son is like a big Childish Gambino fan. And it's funny that they use, you know, Ludwig for the score. Uh, but he yeah, multi Grammy award winner and nominee. He also did the Tenant uh, composition. If you haven't watched Tenant, amazing movie, definitely needs to be watched more than once. I know a lot of people are very confused by it, but I've watched it multiple times and it's incredible. And it was his idea to have the Travis Scott song. And throughout, I mean, this may be a spoiler, but throughout the film, you can hear his voice. Like Ludwig adds Travis Scott's voice to various parts. And honestly, it's it's incredible. He's a, he's a genius. But let's get to our next show. So the next show that premiered on Disney Plus, so Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7. So the final season, which premiered on February 21st, 2020. So Season 1 premiered way back in 2008, and the show was canceled and then came back on for Disney Plus. Uh, has a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, maybe a little high, but yeah, season one to seven uh, essentially is like the timeline between episode two, The Clone Wars, and then Revenge of the Sith. I mean, I love, yeah, I love season seven. I will say like the last three episodes, maybe some of the greatest, like I know we just talked about The Mandalorian season two coming up, but before that, these last three episodes, like the last episode especially, and I don't want to spoil it, what happens but just the way it connects it to episode three was beautiful 
And Dave Filoni is a genius. He also worked on Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, like the good one, like the good animated. So he's like a legend uh, in the animated world. But yeah, I goosebumps the last three episodes. Uh, but yeah, what were your thoughts on season seven? And yeah, ha- have you watched many of the other seasons? I haven't watched all of them, but I've definitely watched majority of bits and pieces of it. So I got the idea. I wouldn't say go back and start season one and watch everything. Like you could just watch season seven. But uh, issue, what were your thoughts on the Clone Wars, uh, the final season? Um, yeah, I skimmed through those earlier seasons because, like, as a kid, I wasn't really like consistently watching episodes of the Clone Wars. And I'll say that season seven, um, you could just watch season seven. You don't really have to watch everything that happens. Like, there's key episodes. And what I like about the Disney Plus platform is what it does is what's the Star Wars section with Clone Wars. Uh, specifically, it it gives you those key episodes to watch, so you don't have to go through each episode because some of those episodes, the majority of the episodes, are filler. Yeah, season seven was just like an, an emotional roller coaster. It introduced uh, new shows. Revenge of the Sith is like my favorite Star Wars movie of all time, and I just said that. It makes it much bigger, and it makes that whole ending of the prequel trilogy transition into the original. Like it just expands on that, and we see, we basically see the whole. If you haven't seen Revenge of the Sith, I'm sure um, every Star Wars fan has. Like Order 66, it kind of just shows what happens from different characters' perspective during that moment. This wasn't the last time that we've seen this because in the game Jedi Fallen Order, if you played it, it also shows um, Order 66 happening from the, the, the fictional character Cal Kestis' point of view. And I ended that game, and it was uh, it was fun. So, but I don't want to get sidetracked, but yeah, like season seven, it just expands on the whole prequel trilogy and it kind of does justice for the prequel uh, trilogy and it kind of saves, it redeems some of those qualities about the uh, prequel trilogy that was kind of iffy and nitpicky and it kind of makes it better. And that's what I enjoyed about season seven. I definitely recommend you watch it. It's only like, like up to like 13 episodes, I believe. Like it's not like, it's not long at all. So it's definitely a quick ride. Like you could finish it in a week or you could even finish it in a day if you got time. Yeah, it definitely enhances episode three for sure. But if we go back to the entire series, I think I'm not going to spoil this. I mean, because there's a lot of there's a lot of people that there's an important character from episode one that is in the Clone Wars that, yeah, I'm not going to say anything more, but his his character art is drawn out and he's even in Rebels. I know, you know, I know, you know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to spoil it because he he died and, you know, he came back to life, but. People will have to go back. And those episodes with him and like going through his progression through the series is probably some of my favorite stuff. And he's one of my favorite Star Wars characters. I'm just going to say it, Darth Maul. But uh, so now let's move on to some Marvel shows. So we're going to start with the first live action Marvel show that came out. Um, so this was like, you know, quarantine or, or, you know, earlier this year, still technically quarantine season. But uh, yeah, so the first you know, Marvel Disney plus show. So WandaVision uh, premiered on January 15th of this year, nine episodes. So Elizabeth Olsen and, you know, Paul Bettany return as, you know, Wanda, Maximoff and Vision. Uh, So yeah, best way to describe it. It's like romantic comedy drama. Uh, It's definitely some suspense, some, you know, thriller um, vibes in there, but it definitely pays homage to old sitcoms. It does like black and white, you know, for the first few episodes. Uh, but there's a lot of plot twists in WandaVision. A lot of the things, that, like even the ending, it sets up you know a lot for future plans in Phase Four of the MCU. And for those who don't know, so like Phase Four started, you know, essentially after Endgame, 
so all the movies after that is and is phase four and all these shows are in phase four of you know the marvel cinematic universe you can go online and check all the phases yeah 91 percent rotten tomatoes had a lot of nominations uh for the emmys this past year as it did get a lot of critical claim especially for elizabeth olsen's part i love at the emmys they were like i can't remember, i think it was seth rogan seth rogan was making a joke like Oh, we found we found the best Olsen Olsen sister, and it's like, where were they hiding you all these years? <laughs> Which is pretty funny. That was actually a funny uh, Emmy's monologue uh, by Seth Rogen. But yeah, issue. What were your thoughts on the show? I really liked it. It was definitely definitely not what I expected from the trailer, especially with that kind of sitcom. I, I I honestly thought it was gonna be like The Office, and it kind of was a little bit like it is like The Office sometimes. But yeah, what were your thoughts on WandaVision after finishing it? I enjoyed the whole sitcom aspect, their plan for like the whole show and the whole like classic sitcoms that like people know, like Friends, Malcolm and I like how they incorporated like the that essence into the show. And I'm not going to lie, I feel like the show, I feel like the show, definitely the first two episodes were slow, but in the middle, it kind of put me in a space where I was making these predictions, etc. But it kind of, I was kind of disappointed at the end. Like, I don't want to spoil too much, but with the whole Ralph Bonus situation, I feel like was disappointing. But, like, nonetheless, it, I think it was a solid show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, solid show, nonetheless. Like, it got nominated for a lot of Emmys, which, you know, is very new for Marvel, you know, also because it's the first TV show they've done. But even for awards in general. Like, you know, I remember a lot of people were saying Endgame should be nominated for, you know, Best Picture and all this. And, yeah, it was probably my favorite movie of that year, but that's also because like we've been on this emotional roller coaster with the Marvel films for so many years, and that was like the end of you know everything that's you know you know come from the beginning. Yeah, they would always get nominations for you know special effects and you know not like the writing per se, and always that was kind of the criticism towards Marvel films. But so on to the next show, so Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So this premiered on March nineteenth, so right after WandaVision kind of concluded. Uh, and I will say next time they need to have a bit more break in between the shows because it was kind of like immediately like because I wasn't caught up with WandaVision all the time like I was kind of behind and then by the time I was about to finish it like Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier was already out and I was like and I'll be honest I didn't even watch it like didn't really didn't really attract me at all but yeah it premiered March 19th 2021 six episodes so obviously Anthony Mackie or Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, they return as the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. From the trailer and some clips I've watched, it's like a you know buddy buddy action comedy thriller. You know, I put comedy in there because that's just you know Marvel in general. And Mackie and Stan, they kind of have that comedic kind of chemistry just from past films. Got eighty nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes, so I was a little bit surprised on that because I you know a lot of people who I've seen you know who liked WandaVision were like this is not as good. But yeah, issue. What were your thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier though? Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was way better than the WandaVision. Uh, I'm going to just put that out there right now. I like the characters that we got introduced to. I don't want to spoil too much, but U.S. agent, like I started researching him, etc. I feel like the the whole passing of the torch from Steve Rogers at the end game was like well done. I definitely recommend people watch it. I feel like out of the three shows, it was definitely the best in my opinion. I love the action. I love the characters. I love the... um. The character development of uh, Bucky Barnes, aka the Winter Soldier. I love the comedic aspect as well between those two, and it shows that Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie they have some crazy chemistry that I never really knew about, 
And I feel like because Chris Evans was like Steve Rogers, aka Captain America, that kind of took the shine away from the, the chemistry that those two have. But when they put those two together, that show was like well done. It was my favorite. Action was amazing. The story development was amazing. It didn't let me down at the uh, last episode with the whole just like the, the theories and like it just it didn't let me down i feel like it did what it was supposed to do and it set up so much more for captain america's legacy past phase four and endgame for those who haven't seen it i definitely think those who love action they'll definitely enjoy it if you love action and you want to see a bunch of um great characters and just like the action is amazing you want that bad boys you know comedy comedy like feel to it this is definitely a show but it's like marvel so like it's the best of both worlds and i think uh people who watch the show will definitely enjoy it all right, I guess I'm going to have to go check that out then. Uh, yeah, so don't listen to me. Listen to the issue on that one. But so next I got Loki. Uh, so this is probably this is probably my favorite out of the previous two. Uh, we'll get into it. But premiered June 9th, you know, 2021, six episodes. Uh, you know, Tom Hiddleston reprises his role as Loki. So the show kind of continues from the events of Endgame. And I'm not going to get into the events of Endgame if you haven't seen it. But yeah, it. Basically, when you start the show, it shows what happens. So, you know, you'll be able to figure that out. Um, but the reason why I think it's the best is because it's probably the biggest risk that Marvel has done up until this point. Other actors in this, Jonathan Majors, you know, really good up-and-coming actor. Uh, Owen Wilson as well. It was cool seeing Owen Wilson in a Marvel, the Marvel Universe uh, just because with his, like, his, com you know, his comedy and he's just a funny guy in general. But um, he does bring like a dramatic feel to his roles with that, you know, that comedic energy that he brings a lot of the time. I'm not going to get into, you know, the risks that it takes because I will say this is probably the most important show to watch for like the rest of phase four for what it, you know, what happens at the end of the series and just all the different elements of this world that it introduced that is going to be so prominent in phase four, you know, coming soon. But got 92% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, so had, and, and I will say it's it's actually kind of sus because, I don't know, like Falcon 89, WandaVision 91, What If 93, and then Loki 92, like we'll get to What If, but it's just like, that's kind of weird that it's just like an order like that. Um, nonetheless, like they're still amazing shows in my book. Yeah, I definitely say you would need to watch this before you plan on going to see you know, the next phase four uh, films. I, I saw Shang-Chi. You don't need to see that to see Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi is like a really good movie in my opinion. But uh, yeah, issue. I know, you know, you like Falcon, the Winter Soldier, the best. But yeah, what are your thoughts on Loki? And I think it was a shock to many people who, you know, have been fans. Yeah, I, I put Loki directly under Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I think it sets up not only like for the rest of the phase four, but like for Marvel in general, it sets up so much. Tom Hiddleston is just like amazing in a role. Uh, Loki is an asshole, which is like just perfect. I think Owen Wilson's addition to the cast was amazing. And I, what I'll say is being that Tom Hiddleston is just so iconic in a role, I can't see no one else playing Loki. So once he's done with the role, I don't want, I don't want to recast for Loki. Cause like when I look at the character Loki, he's Loki. No one else could play Loki. Kind of like, I feel like, like with um Iron Man, the only one that could play Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr. Like same thing with Wolverine. I can't see anyone else in the Wolverine role but Hugh Jackman. And even the Blade role, like I can't see no one in the role but Wesley Snipes. But I'll give Marshall, I don't know how to say his name, Ali. I'll give him, I'll give him a chance because I because he's promising 
and the shows that he was in. But let's not get, you know, I don't want to get sidetracked into to Blade and all like such and like everything that's coming later on. But yeah, as far as Loki, it's, it's just amazing. And yeah, I think that people like it. And it's like, it has a lot to do with time. And I think this was like, out of all three shows, this was the more, I feel like this was the most science fiction as show. Because I feel like Falcon and Winter Soldier was more action. WandaVision was more like, like romance but at the same time like a family show and it was based around like it was like a, a family drama a little bit kind of but like with the whole sitcom thing that they did i feel like loki was the most science fiction show out of the trio of these shows and that's why i think i enjoyed it the most because it had the most i love science fiction and it just it did everything for me and i actually believe that loki has actually been renewed for another season so i'm looking forward to when that drops that's like that's gonna be fun like, i'm gonna be watching that like in college so this is definitely a good show, and I recommend you watch this show. But I will say, if you haven't watched Infinity War Endgame, like, don't, don't, if you don't want to spoil you what happens in those movies, like, you definitely need to watch those movies, like, right now. Like, it's been two years. I don't know why you haven't. But if you haven't, like, watch Infinity War and, and Winter Soldier. If you want to watch the other movies that take place around that, you can. But don't watch Loki until you watch those movies, because it's going to, like, it's just going to scatter everything for you. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Definitely. I mean, if you haven't watched Endgame, you're just very confused. And it also just takes away the you know emotional impact of that movie. But uh, on to our next show. So What If? Uh, so yeah, the first season, What If? So this is a fully animated show. Uh, so premiered on August 11th of this past year. Had nine episodes. Uh, like I said earlier, 93% rating. But in terms of like an animated project, I, I would compare it to... Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and like that back in you know 2018 that was probably in my opinion one of the best films of the year in general you know creators of that uh you know have done I think Christopher Lord uh I can't remember the other name but uh they've done 21 and 22 Jump Street they done Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs they, they've done they got some incredible you know comedic films animated films under their belt and then they came out with that incredible movie but I would compare it to that in terms of the quality but yeah, essentially, what if it explores various alternate timelines of you know the multiverse, uh, and also like Loki is very important. You need to watch that before this. But essentially, like you know, what if Captain America? Yeah, Peggy Carter. So what if Peggy Carter was Captain America? So like I'm not gonna go through any of the other characters, but that's like the first one. And I know a lot of people were kind of up in uproar about that episode, not in uproar, but we're just kind of disappointed. But it gets so much better after that episode. I like the first episode. But the last few episodes are crazy. And just some of the things they do, like you, they definitely couldn't do some of this in live action. Like it would definitely be way over the top. And I won't spoil too much, but definitely makes Ultron a better character. If you know you only know Ultron from Age of Ultron, if you don't know him from the comics, if you do know him from the comics, you know, obviously you were disappointed in the movie, but you know like there's a possibility like, they can explore a different role than they did. And honestly, it was incredible. Yeah, Issue, what were your thoughts on What If? It was, you know, the most recent show from Marvel that just came out. Uh, yeah, we were talking, you know, about it quite a bit. But I think out of all these shows, and obviously Loki at the time, I thought it pushed the most boundaries. But this, like, pushed even more boundaries in terms of what they've done. And it really was like a comic book on the screen. Yeah, What If for me was amazing. Like, all episodes, like, there was a few episodes that I didn't care for. And I think it's good that they did it in live action because a lot of the stuff that happens would be like over the top. 
but I definitely say um, I'm looking for I, I don't know if they're getting a season two, but I'm looking forward to season two because I feel like there were a lot of cliffhangers with a lot of episodes that were my personal favorites that I would have liked to see been played out in a, uh, another installment. But I feel like I, I guess they're saving those things for season two. But if this is the direction that they're going, I feel like what if needs a few more seasons because there's just so much in general in the Marvel Universe that we could just take. Uh, from that and we could just like flip it so like i definitely recommend what if but like once again like similar to loki don't watch don't watch it before watching like those key movies and shows because it's just like you're gonna like you're gonna be upset if you like don't like to get spoiled and stuff yeah exactly like it goes through you know like we said age of ultron you know, captain america black panther iron man so it goes through much all like not all of the films but quite uh, quite a few, but yeah, definitely go watch that. And I know they did announce season two. I'm not sure if it will come out last year. Like I know they got to spend quite a bit of time on it, uh, but we'll see what happens. Nonetheless, I know they're thinking of adding more characters to it, which would be great. Uh, but now let's get on to Star Wars Bad Batch. So this release kind of in the middle between Loki and What If, and I think it kind of hurt hurt it in my opinion. So you know, premiered May 4th, you know, before the Loki show, but then it ended. Uh, end of August, which was, you know, after What If started. Uh, but yeah, created by Dave Filoni. It's a spinoff of, you know, the Clone Wars show. Uh, essentially, the last season of the Clone Wars, like we just talked about. Uh, 16 episodes. Yeah, premiered on May the 4th, which is Star Wars Day. Uh, but yeah, Loki and uh, What If, I feel like it took away this buzz. And it did get 80, 88% rating, but I'm pretty sure like a lot of people haven't seen it. Like, you know, I haven't seen it. I know issue you've checked it out a little bit because I know the public perception wasn't the greatest on this compared to obviously the last season of the Clone Wars, which was like 100% rating. But yeah, issue, just give me like a few thoughts on uh, Star Wars, the Bad Batch, as I know you haven't watched the entire thing. Uh, yeah, Star Wars, Bad Batch, it builds off of the last season of Clone Wars and it takes that that order 66 and what happens and it puts it from the point of view of the um the bad batch and the bad batch are actually clones that are like mutated so they have mutations in each character i don't want to dive too deep into them but each character has a special ability which differentiates them from the rest of the clones in star wars and i feel like with the first season it was kind of bittersweet because i feel like the episodes that were directly in like that like in cahoots with the main basis of the story like those core episodes they were amazing and they were well done but then like you'll have a, a one episode to be an amazing episode regarding like order 66 and what happened during like the last season of star wars season seven and then you'll have like five episodes after that that's just completely filler and it's not that those episodes were bad it's just it was lackluster like i didn't care for it and i i, I would say like i enjoyed the characters that they brung into it like we just talked about how Mandalorian brung animated characters into live action. This show actually brung a lot, a few live action characters into like the animated form. And we got the return of some iconic characters from uh, Star Wars. I don't really want to spoil it for you guys, but if you enjoy Star Wars, Clone Wars, you, you'll, you'll definitely be um, surprised and excited to see the characters that they brung back. And I think, um, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil this at all either. But the character Omega was well written. I think that the characters in the show was just well written, and it, and I, I really enjoyed the first season. The last ep the last episode was amazing because it was kind of like the ending of an era with the whole what happens to um uh, the planet. 
I don't want to name the planet, but what happens to that planet, which is such an iconic planet in the prequel trilogy, like it kind of started off the whole attack of the clones and like it started everything. So seeing what happens to the planet and what happens to the people of that time, I kind of spoiled it a little bit. It was amazing. It was just like an ending of an era for like prequel babies like myself. And I really recommend this show, but don't watch. Uh, you got to watch season seven before getting into this, or you have to at least have watched uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, okay. I'm definitely going to watch it now because that planet you're speaking of is also like my favorite planet in the whole universe. The prequel planet, but we won't get into the name. But uh, yeah, definitely go watch all the other shows and movies if you haven't before you go watch this then. Uh, but then, so the last show we'll talk about that is uh, presently on Disney Plus uh, before we talk about the upcoming shows. So Star Wars Visions, uh, this premiered on September 22nd of this year, uh, essentially is an anime anthology series. Uh, but the series consists of nine short films produced by uh, seven Japanese animation studios, each kind of telling their own story based on and set within uh, the Star Wars universe. But Issue, I know you you know took a look at this show briefly. What can you tell uh, the audience of the Savant Podcast about Star Wars Visions? Yeah, what I could tell them is, good thing is it's not canon. Like, it's not canon with the main Star Wars lore. So you can watch this whenever you want. You don't have to watch anything before. You could just tune it, tune into it, and it has its own, like, it's not canon. So it's good. But it's essentially, each episode is a different type of style of animation from, like, iconic animes that we've seen before. With, the like, My Hero Academia, you got some animes, like, similar to Cowboy Bebop, maybe Samurai Champloo. Each episode is a different style of anime, and it's a short story with a character that they've written. So Star Wars Vision is, I think it was well done, because I've never seen Star Wars anime. Star Wars anime, and Star Wars anime, it just works so well. And I, w- I hope we get uh, a Star Wars anime series that's, like, within the canon. Like, maybe a character, like, maybe, maybe one of those, like, characters that we don't get enough shine on, like, like Plo Koon or, or, or I wish, see, maybe they could do an anime series with like um Star Wars Legends characters who aren't canon anymore. So like Darth, I think it's Darth Plagueis. I'm not sure. A star killer from the, um, a star killer from the, from those Star Wars games that were canon, but are no longer canon. Maybe we could see something with Mara Jade, uh, Luke Skywalker's wife who isn't in the canon, but she's a part of the legacy. So I feel like it opens up the door for like Star Wars anime shows, which what I think would be amazing. And it's just like you could tune in and have fun with it. And it's like you don't it's like it's not canon. So it's not like you're missing out on anything if you don't watch it. It's like you can watch it if you want. And I highly recommend it because it shows that the the team behind the design, they're very talented. And shout out to them for coming up with so many good stories as short. So I just, it just works. And I think Star Wars Visions, you should definitely give it a chance. If you want to just tune into something and you're not heavily into Star Wars, you could watch it by itself. And I think you'll enjoy each short because it's it's well-developed and, and the animation is amazing. And anime fans will love it as well. Yeah, definitely go check that out. Uh, and yeah, it's definitely a good thing to start if you haven't watched anything Star Wars before. You know, it's not canon. And, you know, I was just going to say the game was called uh, The Force Awakens, but The Force Unleashed. Uh, was those games with Star Killers? I remember playing those back in the day. That that would be cool as well. Even like the, I mean, I know they're rumored to talk about, or they've rumored that they're making a Knights of the Old Republic film, but just all the characters in that game, that would be sick if they could do that. But yeah, now let's talk about some of the upcoming shows for Disney Plus. So the next show, Hawkeye, coming out November twenty fourth. Uh, it's gonna be six episodes. So Jeremy Renner, he's returning as Hawkeye. And then we have Haley Steinfeld introduced as uh, Kate Bishop. 
And then after that, we have, you know, the book of Boba Fett, uh, which the trailer just kind of dropped or just dropped for that. Uh, I saw a lot of people saying it's like Godfather elements. No, no, it does not have that. I mean, I haven't seen it. People have said that from the trailer and I'm like, there's nothing compared to the Godfather to this. Like the whole like, you know, the underground, you know, kind of the gangster element uh, that it has is, is cool. But yeah, we'll wait and see. I'm super excited for it, though returning uh from the mandalorian show so ming now Wen, i don't know if i said that right but she plays fennec shand but she actually played mulan in the the voice action or the animated the original og she was actually the voice of mulan uh which was cool because like disney like she's been like a disney family this whole time that's kind of cool and then andor so that would be the next show coming out in 2022 uh so if you're not familiar so cassian andor he's a character from rogue one yeah, amazing film, like, definitely, in my opinion, out of all the new movies that they've made over the last while, it's definitely the best, and his character is uh, so good in it, but uh, can't remember the actor's name at the top of my head, but he plays um, Felix in Narcos Mexico, amazing actor, and yeah, the kind of concept art that they've dropped for this looks incredible, and it gives me, like, prequel vibes, just some of the, you know, the ships and... It gives me like, I don't know, it's like one of the, the photos. It gives me like Clone Wars vibes, like at the end of Clone Wars when they're all going to like the Star Destroyers and stuff. It's pretty cool. But probably the first show to come out in 2022 is probably Kenobi. You know, it's there hasn't been a date, but they have finished. They film, finished filming like in September. So probably working on it right now. It's going to be six episodes. You know, Hayden Christensen's coming back as Darth Vader like say what you want about Hayden Christensen like you know he's still Anakin for you know most of us or all of us you know and yeah I I love him as Anakin yeah like the writing didn't do him justice in some of the films but episode three is just incredible in that movie and just to see him and Kenobi maybe you know Ewan McGregor's coming back as Kenobi and we need a rematch that ends in a draw yes yes you know rematch oh I'm a little upset it's only six episodes because, you know, it's probably going to be an anthology and that's probably going to be it. But, yeah, this is definitely the show me an issue you're the most stoked for. Uh, and, yeah, also Mandalorian Season 3 will come at some point next year as well. But then we also have the rumor of She-Hulk potentially coming in 2022. Ten episodes. Uh, I haven't heard much about that. But then, speaking of Blade, though, so Moon Knight. So that's coming out in 2022, and Moon Knight is going to be played by Oscar Isaac. I won't get into details of the character, but he first appeared on you know the Blade, the old Blade show that was canceled back in the day. But he appeared on it for a few episodes, and then it was canceled. So stoked for that, and Oscar Isaac's amazing character or amazing actor. And then the last two shows we have Agatha. Uh, so is this not the name for it? But Agatha from WandaVision. Uh, they're kind of the Creator said they're going to do like a dark comedy kind of spinoff with her. And then we also have the Ahsoka show coming out sometime. It's still to be determined. Um, but issue out of these shows uh, that are yet to come out, what are you most excited for and why? Yeah, I'm definitely excited for Kenobi. That's the main one I'm excited for. I feel like we need a um, we need an Obi-Wan and Anakin rematch that ends in a draw. So that way it would connect with the original, the prequel and original trilogy. Obi-Wan won the first match. Uh, second match ends in their jaw, and then we all know that Darth Vader eventually wins uh, in uh, A New Hope. 
I'm actually excited to see um, Moon Knight because uh, Moon Knight is like like we hardly like see anything uh, regarding Moonlight and Marvel lore. So I think that it could definitely be something new for us to see. And um, maybe we could get, I feel like we'll get some a lot of dark elements uh, with Moon Knight because I feel like Moon Knight is the closest hero in Marvel to Batman. And I talked about this with VZ on his uh, podcast. So uh, shout out to VZ. I'm excited for like, I'm pretty much excited for all these shows. Book of Boba Fett, She-Hawk, not so much. Like, I don't really, uh, I mean, like, I feel like maybe the visuals will be good, but I don't really know what they could really do. I feel like like the Hulk characters, they serve well in other movies as supporting characters. I don't know how she'll be able to lead it on her own. And, uh, but I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to Hawkeye as well. And I'm also um, looking forward to Miss Marvel. I think that's going to be something interesting to get Kamala Khan in live action because she was um, kind of the main character in the Marvel Avengers game that kind of flopped. But I think that the actor that they chose, and she, I don't know, something about it that she just shows promise. So those are like a few of the shows that I'm excited to see. Like what I'm really looking forward to with Marvel, I really need the X-Men and the Fantastic Four to be into the MCU. But that's that's the ultimate that's like that's what I'm really looking forward to, but who knows when that's gonna happen? It'll be happening soon, uh, in a few years, I assume. But those are the shows that I'm uh, uh, looking forward to. Just so many shows for the pop culture and, and like geeks and nerds is just gonna have a field day in the coming in the coming year. 2022 is gonna be a big year. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy once they get Fantastic Four and you know all those uh, and X Men and they could do like Secret Wars and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I forgot to men- mention Miss Marvel. I'm sorry. Didn't mention that, but uh, it's supposed to be like a coming of age superhero film. I mean, they haven't really talked much about it. It's gonna be six episodes coming out next year, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but that concludes our Disney Plus episode. So, episode 30. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Let us know if you like to, you know, have hear us more, you know, talk about different TV shows. We could talk about other platforms, streaming services. Yeah, we could talk about Squid Game. That just came out. But uh, yeah, Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. So this was episode 30. We're super grateful to make it this far. And, you know, we got a lot of work to do, but, you know, we're definitely happy with where we're at right now. But before we end the episode, uh, we're going to play another song for you guys. So this is uh, Jet Lag. So by Anna Orlando, we've had on the podcast before and featuring uh, Jay Spizzy, uh, who we had uh, we played issue in his song last episode. Yeah, I know we don't have we don't have Darren and Jay on right now, but we are planning on having them on once their you know EP drops and Darren's album drops. But issue, what can you tell everyone about Jetlag before we play it for the fans? What I can say about the song is it's a very top. It's like one of those top Anna London songs for me. I think it's amazing. I feel like. Uh, the chemistry between those two dudes that I introduced to one another is just building and it just goes to show my genius because I, I kind of brought everybody together and I feel like those two have some great chemistry and I think the song is very amazing. I like the beat on it, the intro. I like how uh, Spizzy hums in the backgrounds, which leads into his verse and they both go crazy and I honestly wish I was on that song, but I got a few joints with Anna on the coming anyway, but just shout out to both of them, man. It just goes to show that when you surround yourself with like-minded people, like the sky's the limit. I'm just happy with the people I surrounded myself around. And like, it's like for me, out with the old and with the new and the people I'm surrounded around are just motivated. Like, like with this podcast and music in general, but the song is amazing. Uh, not to get too carried away. Awesome guys. So this is uh, jet lag by Anna Londa and Jay Spizzy. Hope you guys enjoy this, but this concludes episode 30 and we'll see you guys uh, next week uh, to talk some more football. Thank you.
I take off in Jetpack, shorty got a new man I show him my tag Mac, isolated new bag Violate him toe tag, gotta get my weight back You already know, I got slow down in Jetpack I take off in Jetpack, shorty got a new man I show him my tag Mac, isolated new bag Violate him toe tag, gotta get my weight back You already know, that. I guess I will forgive myself Knowing that no one will. I got more time to heal myself I come and give your chills the top and I'ma keep on showing. I'm watching the numbers, man. No roaming, but you can still see that I'm roaming and roaming. Two white girls, you know that I'm pumping. Wish it was nothing. I'ma be something. I'ma be special. I'ma be loving. I'ma be up there. I'ma be jumping. I got slowed down in jet lag. I take off in jet bag. Shorty got a new man. I show him my tech mag. Stacking up my wealth Niggas say they mans But they never coming for your help If I had to be a man Cause I realize I am by myself Oh well Shorty got me on the spells It's okay now Taking off in jets Watch me pop up in the lane Now they see me getting brass So the love is turning fake now But I'ma turn my head Cause they turning into snakes now Jet lag I can never come down East side S.O.B. Where I'm from now 313 We gon' see Who gon' really stay down Me and all my niggas on a whole different wave now. I got slow down in jet lag. I take off in jet bag. Shorty got a new man. I show him my tag mag. Isolated new bag. Violate him toe tag. Gotta get my way back. You already know. I got slow down in jet lag. I take off in jet bag. Shorty got a new man. I show him.